This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to Don't Sweat It. On today's episode, I chat with the beautiful Christy Gray. Christy is a life strategist and astrologer. She talks about how she has completely transformed herself into a new woman. Going from a party girl to living in alignment, she now has a clear vision for what serves her and the people around her. Today, we chat all things how to own your story, how to align with your dream life, what exactly Mercury Retrograde is, and how you can make sense of your own birth chart. Get those joggers on, get out into the sunshine, and go for a little stroll. Also, guys, I have created a new and exciting Facebook group. It is called The Sweat Club Crew. So that's The Sweat Club Crew. There are heaps of free workouts, health advice, tips and tricks on wellness, and so much more. So if you want to join, just search in your little search bar on Facebook, The Sweat Club Crew, and add yourself. I would love to see you in there. There are already over 100 girls that are in that group. We would love to see more gals getting around it. So jump on board. If you do want to see me keep up these episodes, and if you did love this app, then please share it with a friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe or leave a review because that shit helps. Chrissy Gray, welcome, my friend. Welcome. I feel... It feels kind of weird being on the other side of the mic. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while. Have you been on the other end lately? No. Um, I've recorded a couple of podcasts this year, but nothing major. And because I've been banking episodes for my pod, I'm I'm never in the hot seat anymore. So it's kind of nice. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the hot seat, my friend. <laughs> um Okay, let's jump straight in. Uh, We always start every episode with our fast five questions. The first question I have for you is if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Uh, And you know what? I'm not even sure if like anybody listening will resonate with this, but I'm rolling with it because it's authentic to me. It's Joe Rogan. So I'm like, a yeah, Joe Rogan. And I've been a long-term listener. I've been tuning in for almost, oh, I reckon 10 years now. And so I've been on this journey and his podcasting journey with him. And um, a lot of my journey and who I am today has been shaped by tuning into expansive conversations. So it has to be Joe. That's amazing. I heard his one with um, Kevin Hart. Have you obviously listened to that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. he's done a couple now, but they are so good. He can talk for yeah. a long time though. Yeah, like – I kind of like that he can have this awesome conversation with somebody like Kevin Hart, but then he can also record one on edibles with Post Malone yeah. and talk shit. And then he's got <laughs> Kanye. Like it's just, it's so wild. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. I'm there for that. <laughs> here for it. <laughs> Number two is what is the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Yeah, actually it was today. Um <gasps> Yeah, so beautiful. Um, I met this um, chick I had on the podcast for the first time and she is an energy worker and she said to me, she was like, you create this incredible space that's so heart-centered and open and your warmth and energy is like contagious. And she kept giving me these compliments and it's like, 
it's so important to be open to receive, but even me and my journey and where I'm at, that can also be a struggle, but it was nice to be complimented so today. So nice. I know everyone deserves a little compliment every day. Yeah. Yeah. Here for it. Here for that. <laughs> Number three is what would your younger self not believe about your life? Oh, fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> I hear I hear that. I hear that. Like, can I swear on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go hard. Okay. So good. Um, Just where my life is today, um, I would never ever pitch the um, business that I'm running, the person that I've become, um, the healing and growth I've done, the transformation, the constant evolution. Like I had no idea I'd be where I am today. Mm. And that's pretty wild. That's so cool. I'm so excited to talk about your journey and your transformation very soon. Number four is what's your favorite way to move your body? Oh, totally reformer Pilates, Mm. hands down. You have a reformer Pilates, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's like game changer. Do you do your Pilates, like do you um, have an online, like, I don't know, platform that you kind of like train with? Yeah. So like before COVID, I was like going to classes locally. And then when COVID hit, I was like, I have to buy a reformer because I need to do something that I love. Um, And then for a while I was kind of freestyling it, but with that never as good from a training perspective, (laughs) because you know what I'm talking about. This is your zone of genius. Yeah. So now I'm in a membership but again, there's not really an accountability piece. It's up to me to log in. So I can go a little rogue, not going to lie. Right. We all, we all do that. How many times a week do you normally like do your reformer? Three times a week, but I'm doing a challenge. So I should be doing seven, but okay. All right. Three, seven. We're getting there. (laughs) Just one extra each week. We'll be fine. Um, Number five is, would you rather Brad Pitt or Bradley Cooper? Who is it? Brad Pitt, Fight Club Brad Pitt. Okay, so old school Brad Pitt we're talking. Yeah, old school. Not new school, old school. I know. I um, recently just listened to, I don't know if you've you listened to the Shameless podcast, um, but they're doing, they do like a, I don't know, a, it's called Scandal and it's all about they go, they choose um, certain people or couples or whatever and kind of delve into like early 2000s kind of drama that's happened and um, they did a, Jen, Brad, and Ange, um, three-part series. And it um, definitely put me off Brad Pitt. So now I'm kind of mad at Brad Pitt. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty wild, actually. I won't go too deep into it. But if you look at Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's natal charts, like astrologically, there was a ma- there's a massive karmic link between them and this lifetime. It's wild. Wait, no, we have to kind of go into this. What? What? Yeah, yeah. So if you look at their um, natal charts, like from an um, an astrological perspective, so if you look at their charts singularly and then look at some of the key points with chance meetings and encounters and karmic ties and healing trauma, there's connections between the two and you can also backtrack based on the time frame they met in as well. So they were almost destined to be together, even if it wasn't the relationship we all thought it would be. Oh, <laughs> or if we were rooting for Jim. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so interesting. I get so interested about this sort of stuff because 
you know, we would never know. Like, and I would have no idea that that was the case. So that's really cool. All right. Well, let's jump into it, Christy. Before we kind of deep dive into the business and astrology chat side of things, I want to talk a little bit about you. Tell us about you. Who are you? Ah. Who am I? That's such a big question. <laughs> Who am I? Where do I begin? Yes, exactly. How much time do we have? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, how do you encapsulate yourself like in, you know, uh, a few sentences? No, look, I'm Christy and I'm a life strategist and an astrologer, but they're just the, they're the labels, they're the titles I go by, right? But they don't make up exactly who I am. And I think that... Um, I am a constant learner. Like I love transformation, evolution, um, and I think that is because I am a Virgo, and so I love to learn and be inspired, and then optimize my life, and then teach others to do the same. And um, I've always been like that, but I'm also super fiery. Like I like to get shit done, and I spent like ten years in the corporate industry. So I was in the beauty industry, and I was in learning and development. So I spent a lot of time um, understanding why we do what we do. So psychology is something that I have my life been anchored in and so I love that like really practical understanding and the science behind how we show up and why we show up and then um, I had like some few a few moments in my life of rock bottoms you could call them of like where you're getting pushed in another direction but you're not listening because I was a massive partier I had issues with addiction I would have done anything for anybody's attention and that was in my 20s and then I went through this massive spiritual awakening look it was just a moment in time where I had a completely shift of perspective really whatever you want to call it and that's kind of when my journey started to take shape which is almost 10 years ago now and so yeah, like now I have a business and I empower women to, you know, own their magic, own their superpowers and help them to become more confident in where they're at. And I do that through my unique life strategy process, but astrology has become something that is kind of like my superpower and what I've become known for, but I resisted it for so Mm. damn long. And it's because I love I love science. I love psychology. Mm. And I think that walking into the last two years, I've really embraced that you can still love the psychology and the science behind anything, but there is still an unknown, a gray area, something that can't be explained. And um, I think astrology gives me a language that I can give to the people I work with to help them to feel more validated in who they are. Mm. And um give them some insights into the ethos and the universe and what what the fuck's happening out there. Exactly, <laughs> what the fuck is actually happening. I cannot wait. <laughs> we are going to talk about everything astrology and um, all about our kind of birth charts. But I want to talk about, you said you've hit rock bottom a couple of times. Um, how did you, at that point in time when you were probably at your lowest, what, what helped you get back up? Yeah, so... Um, and I know that you'll love this too, um, Emily, is like it started with a mindset shift, but 
because it, it was like, so I'd had a, I'll, I'll give everyone some context. So um, I had had a breakup earlier in the year, which completely had devastated me. And it wasn't even like my big long-term relationship in my 20s. Um, but I had so, I lacked so much self-worth as to who I was. I was 27 and I wasn't looking after myself or anything. And I'll never forget, like I woke up on my 28th birthday and I had had this massive ratchet night out. And I just remember being so embarrassed at the person that I was and who I had become. And I was like holding down a career. Like I looked really good on paper, but internally, my internal world, like I was not okay. And what drove me was fuel and um, anger and frustration from the breakup and also how I looked at myself. And so I got my ass into the gym. Like that's how it began. I was like, how can I feel better? So it started with vanity of like, how can I change what I look like on the outside? Mm -hmm. But then when you go on that journey, it's the mental work that like changes who you are. It does. It completely changes who you are. And to be honest, I actually didn't understand and I've been so transparent about this. Like when I first got into the fitness industry, I had heard so many people tell me about the mental kind of changes that that people can can have through working out and through sweating and moving your body. And I never understood that because for me, my I don't know. I, w- I was doing really well in myself, like, um, you know, spiritually. And then it wasn't until COVID hit and I was like, I wasn't training every day. I wasn't moving my body and I just moved my body because I loved it. And then I got these mental benefits, obviously from that, but I didn't really understand because I didn't have anything mentally that was hurting me. So I found during COVID mentally, I, I struggled so much. Um, wow. and now that you say that I can really understand and like I can really resonate with you and it's just so important to move your body and and what a great you know what a shit way to learn to move your body (laughs) I know but it was like such a blessing because like even like my what I love now right so I told you before I love like the Pilates reformer but like that wasn't my jam initially that's just what my body needs at this age (laughs) Like, it's just, it's my thing now. Like, I'm almost 38. But, like, that getting my ass into the gym changed my entire world. Like, um, that led me to, like, competing in a fitness model competition in 2014. Yeah, like, just things like that of, like, learning, like, what I could do in the gym to push my body and change my shape and feel empowered. And I learned about, like, you know, I I studied fitness and nutrition Mm -hmm. because I was just – innately curious it's that's not my jam by the way but I love again the knowledge associated with it yeah but I think people like I love learning new things and even if it's not going to be my career path I love doing even mini courses on it because you're like I just want to know a little bit more yeah it's so good like it is but you're a Virgo too so you get it like it's it's the growth mindset it's important totally I we always need to be learning more and more and more and more and more I feel like, will it ever stop? Probably not. Yeah, well, as Tony Robbins says, which this sounds very dramatic, but it's kind of true, is like when you're not growing, you're dying. And so like you have to be always taking steps forward and they don't have to be massive, grandiose steps or, you know, leaps and bounds. Even if they're small ones, they're helping you to become a better version of you. 
Absolutely. And the journey that you've been on. So you started in corporate. How old were how old were you? Yeah, so I um I when I started in that first corporate job, which was um when I was looking after education for Queensland for a beauty brand, I was 24. And so like, cause I, I was like, I had my first job at 15. I started managing my first store when I was mm. 17. Like I was young when I got some of these roles. Like, even if I look back now, like I can't believe, obviously somebody saw something in me at the time, but Absolutely. I'm like, I got dished out this role at 24 and I look back and just cringe baby. It's, it's, you never really think like, well, I guess even looking back now, um, you know, you think when you are younger or when, when you see someone younger than you, you're like, oh, they're just a baby. You know, so for someone to be like, yep, I, you're on and you are in this role, like, let's go. That is incredible. Yeah, look, it's wild. Like, I, and I learned a lot, like, when I worked for Estee Lauder companies, I was with them for six years. And, you know, they really gave me this beautiful foundation of, like, adult education, learning and development. Um, but I also lost a lot of myself in that time because they also um, expected you to be a certain way, act a certain way. There were certain standards within that company. And I love that because it gave me this beautiful foundation. But then it also got to a point where I lost myself and mm. I didn't really know who I was. And, you know, I think that that was when I ended up like jumping ship and I changed up my life. I moved to Melbourne. I needed change of pace. I actually went and worked for Sephora and like I only spent a few years at Sephora but like I feel like I spent 10 years working for them because um we operated like a startup but I what I've loved so much and I talk so fondly of my time at Sephora is that they allowed me to like own who I was as a person. So not only was I given all this responsibility, I was also encouraged to be who who was authentic to me. And like, I had never had that before in a company and it was amazing. Like who, like where can you work today and you're encouraged to be that unless it's your own business? Exactly what I was going to say. Unless it's your own business, there's not a lot around that you do feel the encouragement to just be who you want to be. Um, that's really cool because one of my girlfriends, Charlie, who works at Sephora, that's how kind of Chrissy and I connected was through um, Charlie. And, you know, she also spoke super fondly of you and, um, you know, how much of an impact you had on her like Sephora journey as well. So I think that's really like huge testament to you. Obviously, you had changed your ways in, you know, in this time with your transformation. How like when did it start? When did you get that spark and you were like, right, was it that night where you were like, I need to change something or it started kind of happening before or? Yeah. So there was probably layers to it. And mm. so the first, like that morning when I woke up after that night, that was the first real moment of impact. Mm -hmm. Then the second one would have been in 2014 around the time I competed. And like, it, for me, I think it was that mental game of like, what can I do and how can I work towards a goal? And the next time was at 35. And so that was almost three years ago now. And um, when we get into astrology, I can talk you through why mm. pivotal things happen at certain times because there's 
actual timeframes of why I'm sharing. This is what happened at 28. This is what happened at 35. Because a lot of people listening, there's going to be things that come up for you as well. And so at 35, I was um, working at Sephora. So I was living in Sydney. So I'd moved to Sydney. Mm -hmm. I was working in HQ. I was, um, for about a year, I'd had adrenal fatigue and I felt depressed and I'm upbeat. Like this is who I am all the time and I could show up like that but there was something missing and I was missing like support network I was missing my health I was like working constantly and I was like it kept coming to this point in my life where I was like and especially that year I was like is this it like is this my existence Mm -hmm. because I was lacking something and the adrenal fatigue definitely kicked me into action And that was when I was like, I just had gotten to a point where I couldn't go on. And I was like, if I don't make a change in Mm -hmm. my life, I don't even know if I'm going to be here anymore. Like that's legit how I was feeling. Like I was like, do I want to live? Like I don't know. And so I was like, right, I'm going to. I, I, so I kept studying in that year so I could actually earn some more credentials to have under my belt. And then I just thought, fuck it. Like I, I remember the day I got offered this job promotion and a pay rise, which I'd been chasing for a year. And I was like, if I take this and say, yes, like this is my sliding doors moment. Like my life will be different. Like it will be what everyone wants it to be on paper again on paper looks amazing, but I'm like, I'm not doing what I'm here to do. And so I quit my job that day. (laughs) I handed in my resignation. I decided to move back to the Gold Coast because I always do things really dramatically. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to start a business and we'll see what happens. (laughs) And now look where you are three years later. Absolutely smashing it out. So talk to me, let's get into our business chat now. So tell me what exactly a life strategist is. Yeah. So, um, uh, what I do at the basis of what I do is coaching. Like it's as simple as that it's coaching. Um, but coaching traditionally, like how I was start, how I studied or how I was taught coaching is it is more asking questions, not offering up insights and advice. Mm -hmm. And I see like I see benefits in both. Like I don't want to be a wanky coach that sits across somebody asking empowering questions because I feel like I have to be in a more powerful position than the person in front of me. And so I decided I would like, I wanted to call myself a life strategist, but also help people with strategy Mm -hmm. because it's not just the mental game that we're here to play. I think people also need to see how powerful they really are. And so I'm big on empowerment because I don't even want there to be a power play with the woman that I work with. Like they're just as power, just like I'm sitting with you right Mm -hmm. now, you're just as powerful as me. Mm -hmm. We just are bringing different skills, capabilities and talents to the table. And so what I try to do is peel back those layers to understand what makes you unique. How can I instill more confidence in you? And also lean on the um, skills that I have, which is my psychology background. So I'm an NLP practitioner. I'm studying cognitive behavioral therapy. I've studied fitness, nutrition, Mm -hmm. and life coaching and all these things, but they're just added benefits to Mm -hmm. what I do. And so I don't have a cookie cutter approach and I have different systems and modalities I lean into, but 
what I do with that person I'm with is unique to who I'm with and who I'm working with. And then astrology is like the astrology piece kind of came in later, but here's my cheat code for astrology. So why I use astrology, it's like every personality quiz or BuzzFeed quiz you can do online combined and I use it so I can look at your natal chart and it's like I can instantly gain a full 360 on who you are as a person. So I know how to communicate with you. I know how to vibe with you. I know what's going to add value to you, where you might not be confident Mm. or where you're lacking confidence. Mm. So it's giving me this amazing self-acceptance of who you are. And then I have to connect the dots for you. Wow. And how long do you normally, like how long does normally each session that you talk to your client? go for? Yeah. So most of my sessions are an hour. Mm-hmm. Some of my sessions are longer depending on the capacity I'm working with somebody. I'm such a chatter as well. As we love that. Tell. We love that. I love it. <laughs> so, I had like, actually, I felt so terrible. I actually had your gorgeous friend, um, Cara, Cara last yes. night. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Oh my God, I was jazzed up on energy from the full moon. The poor thing, we spent like, I think like an hour, 15 minutes together or whatever. I just let things vibe and I just went to town and I was like, when I got off, I was like, oh shit, that poor girl, she got full KG vibes. No, she, I actually spoke to her on the phone straight after this happened because um, Charlie and I got her this voucher from you for um, her birthday and yeah, I was like, okay, run me through it. And she was like, she nearly, like, it started off with her, like, forgetting. She was like, I don't even know. What did we even talk about? And then everything kind of starts flowing again. And she's like, you know, um, I she felt, she felt like she was doing the right thing. And she felt like that she knew exactly where she was going. And I just, I think that's so important for people to know. And I, I love that so much about you, that, you're here to not only tell people like, you know, maybe what they could, um, I guess like what you could help improve for them, but you also tell them, no, you're, you're doing great. Like follow this journey, follow this path that you're on. And that's, that's so reassuring, especially for someone who is coming to you, maybe feeling a little bit lost and a little bit like dull. They feel like, fuck, I just want like, you know, basically, I just think what you add to people is not only giving them this, you know, your your amazing approach, but also being like real with them and raw with them. And I just think that's so special. Thanks, babes. Look, I think it's a permission slip. I think we all need a permission slip. And I also got so sick and tired of the personal development industry preying on people's like weaknesses and like, like people thinking there's something wrong with them. And we started this conversation talking about growth mindset. And yeah, it's important to grow and evolve and expand, but also you have to be really confident and comfortable with who you are right now. And I think you can fall into the trap of thinking you're not good enough or enough or, oh, I've got to work on my subconscious reprogramming again. And like, what if you could be just rad in the moment and like Mm. own that? Mm -hmm. How do you normally approach something like for someone who is struggling with that self-doubt or kind of losing their sparkle? What do you normally do to approach a situation like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it always, for me, like I think 
I'll always take it back to astrology and the natal chart. And because that is my language. And why I think it resonates so much with people is because it's theirs. Mm-hmm. I'm not like pulling out some like shit from thin air that I studied 10 years ago. Yeah. Like I'm literally looking at your natal chart, which is unique to you because there's an infinite amount of combinations in one. So it's yours. And because it's such an insight into you, I can't bullshit it either. Like, unless you're a really shit astrologer, you know, or you're somebody that's like, oh, I've like, I've Googled what my son means, like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And that's what some people do. Some people do that. Yeah. And that look, you can tell though, they've got the surface level understanding. You can always tell with people is like, I always think of like, there's this adult learning concept called Bloom's levels of learning. And it's really interesting because it gives you the levels of understanding and like where you're at. Like, so like, for example, when you're learning something new for the first time, so you might be teaching a client how to deadlift, Mm. right? They're only going to be at a level where they know right? So they're not even going to be able to synthesize the information yet because they're just trying to get an understanding what's Emily teaching me. Oh my God, I'm not in a place where I can do it on my own Mm -hmm. yet. I just need to see her do it. And these different levels of learning, and it's like anything, right? Whether it's astrology, whatever, as you can tell, because they regurgitate information Mm -hmm. if they don't know. So I love it when like a full moon comes around and then there's all these people that talk online about the real, like the basic stuff, which we do need to know, but they can't join the dots of what's happening as the entire planets and how they're working together. And that's what an astrologer that really knows their shit can do. It's Mm -hmm. like, you can't look at anything singularly. You have to look at it its entirety because everything is connected And if you miss something, it literally can change what you say to that person and also how it can resonate with them as well. Mm, Absolutely. Um, I think like talking about, you know, you've spoken a lot about owning your story and owning your magic. What exactly does owning your story mean and how do we get to a point where we are just like absolutely owning our story? Yeah. Look, and I think that you can never be a hundred percent confident. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, baby, I owe my magic every single day. Like we've all got our problems. Oh yeah, totally. Right. Um, and like we have this inner critic and we have this inner voice and I don't think we can completely get rid of it, but I think we can learn to turn the volume down on it. And so I think a big thing for me is learning how to turn the volume down on that inner critic or your ego and also tapping into your intuition. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to become psychic. I think everyone is intuitive. Um, It's whether you want to tap into that frequency or not. But owning your magic is about trusting yourself and your internal world And so that you're not looking externally for validation, meaning you're not looking for um, external validation within your relationships or within like somebody fulfilling your emotions or you're not looking for somebody to give you the answer. Mm. It's about knowing that you can invest in other people to be the catalyst for your transformation. So when people come to see me and they're like, oh my God, thank you, Christy. You've literally changed my world. And I'm like, I haven't. I've been the catalyst. I've known what questions to ask you to get you there. You're the one doing the work. I just have spent 3% of your week with you, Mm. but you have to go out there and do do the the work. Mm. So, (laughs) 
Uh, tell me, talk to me about tapping into your intuition because this is something that I can really resonate with and I would fucking love some help on how to tap into my intuition. Ah. Okay, so tell me, first up, tell me, like, I'd love to hear, like, what's your level of intuition, meaning, um, like, how do you tap in? Do you know how you tap into it or if what your level of intuition is like? How do I know? (laughs) Okay, so do you get that gut feeling when you, like, know something's good or bad? Yes. Yep, awesome. And that's, like, a bodily response from you? Like, you can feel it? I don't know. I think, like, I think, like... Talking about it now, I'm like, I don't even know. Do I even tap into it? Do I even have like, do I even trust my gut? But I think I do because everything that has gotten me to this point, I have gone, okay, no, like yes or no, a yes or no question. Can I do it? Can I not? If it's a yes, then I'm going for it. If it's a no, fucking, which is very rare. But if it is, then I'm like, okay, I just, I have to trust that. Yeah. Is that, cool. okay, is that good. intuition? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, so there's different levels. So there's animal intuition and spiritual intuition. And so animal intuition is that gut response, that yes or no. So like say, for instance, if you are, I don't know, like should I apply for this job Mm. or should I take on this client or should I say yes to this, right? And it's as you said, you ask yourself that question, should I do it? and see if you get that yes or no response. Now, Mm. that instant response is your animal intuition. That's what you should listen to. Um, What happens, though, is we rationalize with that because we love logic. Our brain is always trying to keep us safe. So what will happen is you'll go, oh, yes, I should do that, and then your fear kicks in and and your thoughts, and you're like, should I do this? (laughs) That is it. It's that self-doubt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas spiritual intuition is when you require more than a yes or no answer. So you really are trying to go, okay, so this is my next career move, Mm -hmm. right? I know I need to do it, but I don't really know what it looks like yet. How you develop spiritual intuition is by doing the things to nourish your internal world and external world. So eating good food, exercising, moving energy through your body, meditating, creating space to think about these things, journaling, getting your thoughts onto paper. Like these are the things we discount so often because we're looking for the next best thing. Mm. But they're the things like if you can create more space in your life to um, nourish your internal and external world, you're then going to be able to more greatly tap into your intuition. Do you, whenever you're faced with challenges or, um, you know, something that you, adversities that you have to decide on, do you know instantly yes or no? Nine times out of 10, yes. <laughs> but That's great. But I do also like sometimes like, okay, astrology is a perfect example. Mm. Loved it, talked about it all the time. Still didn't want to mm. call myself an astrologer for the first year. <laughs> resistance. Mm. Intuitively knew I needed to, but the self-doubt held me back. What happened when I completely owned it? Oh, amazing business. Literally. uh, I can't even begin to tell you how much things increased in my life. And that's something that like always tries when I'm facing something hard, this is what like I always try and think about is that, you know, um, every time I've let go and 
being like, okay, I'm accepting whatever's about to be is about to be, or yes, I'm going for it. Like guns are blazing. When I look back, like hindsight is such a magical thing. But when you look back, you're like, man, if I didn't say yes, or if I didn't go for it, where would I be now? I'm in such an amazing, like a better position now. Oh, Totally. But then this is the thing, and this is why I like working in astrology. So we get activations all the time because the planets are moving and the best activations come in threes. And so what happens is this planet will come around and activate your chart and you're given this opportunity, right? So this is when the intuition for you might be be like, oh, should I do this thing? And then you rationalize and you're like, maybe I shouldn't, right? And then this energy leaves and you've probably still ever done the thing and that's okay. It comes back around and then you learn a little bit more and you're like, oh, okay, right? Yeah, I'm coming back to this thing again because I haven't sorted my shit out. And then it goes away. And by hopefully, hopefully, if you've been listening enough, by that third activation, by the time it comes around, you're in this place to actually take action on it. And this is the beautiful thing. I think we think we've missed our our windows of opportunity or we think we're too old to do something. The universe or the stars or the planets or whatever is always conspiring in your favor. So don't ever think you're too late to like go after what you really want. Mm. And before we jump into the astrology side of it, do you manifest? Yeah, I would say I'd manifest Mm. 100%. Mm. Yeah, like I can definitely see everything that you're speaking about. I'm just like, you've thought of this before you actually created this, I feel. Yeah. I love oh, that. I think we're constantly manifesting, right? Absolutely. Do you manifest? No, yes, I do. But I don't think I, like, again, you don't think you know it. Like, you don't think you know you are. Well, I don't I don't sit down and journal. Like, I don't sit down in my bed and go, okay, so this year or this time next year, I'm going to be here. I, I, we sub, subconsciously manifest, don't we? Yeah, totally. Mm. totally. And I love that. And I, I always try and like, yeah, I always ask my clients, like, in six months' time, where do you want to be? And some of them are like, no idea. Like, some of them genuinely just have never, have not thought, you know, in advance, or maybe they have, but they're too scared to let it out, like, or they're too scared to say it, yeah. you know. And I think manifesting, like, fucking dream big, aim high. Yeah. Like, manifesting's different for everyone. Like, I think of how our brains synthesize information. So some people need to write out their goals. Some people need to do a vision board. Some people need to sit in meditation Mm -hmm. or journal it out, right? We all learn in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we also don't have the language for it because you might ask somebody like, what do you want in six months? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what I'm having for breakfast because that's kind of what I'm like. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening in the next hour? But then I also like know who my vision of who I am long yeah. term is. Yeah, I think that's awesome. All right, we're going straight into astrology. What the fuck, Mercury retrograde? Has anyone else been feeling the same? <laughs> I'm having anyone issues. and everyone. I'm having issues. What is going on? Talk to me about this. You're just—it's come at the most perfect time that we're talking because this is. Tell me, I'm not a hundred percent. 100% certain, but it's finished now. We're done. It's gone to wreck, but we're in the shadow period. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to start from like giving you the uh, the 411 on Mercury? And then, yes. I don't even yeah. know if I said the sentence right, but 
It's Mercury. Mercury's in retrograde, right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, hundred percent. Like okay, so. Thanks. Me- Little pep yeah. in my step. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's happened to you over the last couple of weeks? I just feel like there's, uh, like, even just with within friends and family, like everyone and like anyone that I'm talking to, something major is going wrong. Like it's not just a small little hiccup in the road. It's like, we're going a little bit, a little bit more than that. It's just wild. Yeah. Give me, give me an insight. What is Mercury? Yeah. Yeah. So Mercury is the planet of um, communication. It's um, in our natal charts. It represents our intellect and how we synthesize information. And so everything in astrology is related to Greek mythology. And so Mercury um, is messenger of the gods. Mm. And so all forms of communication it represents. And so all planets retrograde. Um, retrograde um, means, or it comes from retrogradus. Oh my God, I can't say that word today. Um, But what it means is going backwards, essentially. But the planet doesn't actually go backwards, but it creates this um, energetic um, optical illusion, essentially. And so when anything goes backwards, what happens? It slows down. And so Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. And other planets do, but we're more affected by Mercury because it does rule forms of communication. And so even if you aren't into astrology um, or you don't believe in astrology, there's still so many documented facts online around what happens around Mercury retrograde. So um, what I normally say is before we even embark on the shadow period is that you back up your computer, you sign any contracts, like you get your shit in order, right? Um, because Mercury is a bit of a trickster and likes to play games and like create upheaval. And so the retrograde in retrograde, the re in it is a great time to reflect, review and reassess. So what I do at the beginning of the year is I map out all Mercury retrograde in my calendar. And I know normally during that time, like not to launch a product, um, to be mindful how I'm communicating online, like not put too much pressure on myself to show up all the time Mm. and post content or batch it prior and podcasts as well. Like Mm. I try not to record too many podcasts in Mercury retrograde because last year I had two people just, they would not approve the episodes I recorded with them, which is so much work as you know, like, and I just was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, and so we've got a shadow period of normally like seven to 10 days either side. And so it's just mindful to be aware of the energy. Um, this year, Mercury's retrograding an air sign. So the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. So this one's been in Gemini. Mm-hmm. And so Gemini being an air sign and being super cerebral, it meant that communication is like amplified because Mercury rules Gemini. And so I think that there's been so many breakdowns in communication and just people feel fatigued. And it's because there's just so much energy. It's wild. How long does Mercury retrograde go for? It's Well, I'd only say t- with th- take the shadow period into the equation too and block out a month. <laughs> oh, shit. We've got to block out a month. All right. I'm just looking at Sophie, <laughs> the producer, and she's waving her hands up in the air as well. Um, so when you – when is the next one? 
Oh, great question. I can give you the um, exact date yes, if we you need, like. Yes, we need dates. Do your searching, do your Googling because we need dates. <laughs> I need to block this one out. I feel like what you said um, before, like being a communication, what was, is it that Mercury is the communicative planet? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying that not to sign any like legal contracts and stuff like that. And is that because we like something is blocking us or like how, how does that kind of work? Yeah. So you just may not see things for what uh, they are. Yes. And okay. so I don't think you should stop life. Like, again, I think astrology is yeah, free. You don't so do what you hole. want. Yeah, but don't just be reckless. Like what can happen is you can miss the fine print and you also may be, um, I don't know, not happy with what, like don't ever buy electronics, like don't buy a laptop or a cell phone or anything because you may be disappointed. It might break down. Like I had to buy a new Apple keyboard last week because my keyboard just decided to stop working. Like I think it's really important to go with the flow and I work with a lot of women in business. And so what I always say to them is just don't launch a product because a lot of them want to. And I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a success, but it's more bandwidth required on your part. And the messages could be like, convoluted so the other person isn't going to get your magic of what you're trying to launch so just make life easier if you can (laughs) absolutely the easier the life the the happier we're going to be right so totally this happens three times a year yep it goes for a month I'm just trying to kind of like block out my own calendar to be honest because honestly I um I haven't like over the last couple of years it's become more and more apparent. One of my good girlfriends, Rani, she is very much into her full moons and her full moon rituals and really understanding and connecting with that sort of side um, and the astrology side of it. Um, And she's definitely got me more and more into it. And since finding, like since you and I connecting, I've been following along your journey and it's such a, it's such an amazing like practice. And I think if we can all take a little bit from this, um, you know, episode is that like, especially in retrograde, take it easy and to learn about your kind of signs, right? Yeah. Mm. Like use, look, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like I lean into every lunar full moon, new moon, ritual practice, Mm -hmm. meditating my ass off on a silk cushion, (laughs) like charging my crystals. Like that is not my jam. For some people it is. And I know, look, if that's your jam, amazing. Mm -hmm. Like own it. Again, but for me, I use the lunar cycles as like check-in points. So um, a new moon for me is new beginnings, right? It's about, it's a fresh start. And so each month I give myself this opportunity to, you know, clean up my desk or my office, declutter my bedroom, you know, set goals for the new month. And then the full moon, like we've just had today. So we had the full moon and Capricorn this morning at 4.39 a.m. And so full moons are all about releasing and letting go. They're that check-in point from your new moon, what was happening two weeks ago. And I think imagine if everybody just did that. Like Mm. that's all you really need to do to start working with the energy and also being aware of what's happening. And I think it allows you – it's just another way of like personal development and self-empowerment. And I think, not you know, what you just said was so perfect. It's like do this at the new moon, do this at the full moon and kind of – 
ease yourself into it. Would you say for someone who is kind of just starting out, like where is a starting point? Yeah. So it's all the the best place to start is work with the lunar cycles because mm-hmm. um the lunar cycles are, are very easy to understand rather than astrology as a whole. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that too. And um, I only work with new and full moon, but again, you can work with all the cycles of the moon because the moon shifts zodiac signs every two and a half days. So you can download an app like the full moon mm-hmm. app and actually work with the astrological cycles. But to me, that's a lot of work. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, you- that's too much, too much for me. We've already got enough on. We don't need more. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think that we can sometimes overwhelm ourselves with mm. trying to do everything. And um, I think then there's a lot of guilt associated when we don't do all the self-care things. And it's like just even just starting, like it could be as simple as like grabbing your diary, whether that's a manual diary or a digital one, and just mapping out the the new and full moon dates, yes. like, or just being aware of them and then starting to just take notice of how you feel. Like you might either look online for inspiration of like and educate yourself throughout what's happening um, through an astrology page or an astrologer, or it could be as simple as like, how do I feel today? Mm. And, you know, um, what is um, what do I want to manifest over the next mm. month? Or what do I need to still let go of at the full moon? Because um, what I need to let go of that's no longer serving me or what's holding me back? Just asking yourself some of those empowering questions. And during the full moon this morning, did you get up and do your release of what you wanted to kind of let go of? Yeah, so for me, I think because I'm so like because I share um, astrological information in a few different places um, with people I'm in collaboration with. So I already start. I'm aware of this energy probably a week out as mm-hmm. I'm starting to, you know, share some of this content. And so I find myself consciously already Let working through mm-hmm. these questions because I'm preparing everything right based on my own interpretation. So. Um, what I was sharing today, I was already working through at the beginning of the week. It mm-hmm. just comes naturally to me now. And so I actually do do though then other things because what I'm trying to do is not only share information that's valuable, I'm then working through more information going, okay, well, what's going to be more valuable next time? How can I optimize this even further? Mm-hmm. And so working with star signs, I'm a Virgo, you're a Virgo. What is, what's good about let's talk about Virgos because I want to talk about me so what's good about Virgos talk to me talk to me about that that star sign uh tell us Virgo well I'm so biased because I'm a Virgo but look I I look there's with everything in astrology there is a polarity of energy there's a juxtaposition a yin yang a black and white Um, I call it the high vibrational state versus low vibrational state. And so the good things, which are high vibe state for Virgo, is that you are a natural born healer and teacher. You are here to be of service to others. You are methodical in the sense of like you are going to get things organized and get the job done. We need Virgos, like like we need every zodiac Mm -hmm. sign. We need Virgos to teach us about how to optimize our life, how to live a life of health and well-being, and then be of service by teaching others. That's the good shit of Virgo. Oh, yeah. I love that. That makes me feel good inside. 
Yeah. What um That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> right. But I think that do you find that you connect well with other Virgos? Uh, sometimes you, it depends. So, okay. So it's not necessarily that if you are, let's say like a Gemini that you'll connect with another Gemini. No, no. Yeah. So, cause your sun sign, which is your star sign, um, your sun sign is your identity and it's the CEO of who you are. So it's representative of your life goals. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even grow into the positive expression of their sun sign, like the high vibe state. Um, But we don't actually come into the world as our sun sign. We're meant to grow into it. Um, And it's the masculine part of who we are. Whereas our moon, which is our emotions, and it's how we seek safety and security in the world, our moon is the feminine part of who we are. Do you so remember a lot what of my the- moon? Do you remember what my moon star was? My yeah, moon? I'll be able to. I'll be able to moon tell sign. you. I've probably Sorry. still saved your chart because I'm like one of those people. Because I <laughs> was like everyone's <laughs> chart. Sorry. I know you're amazing. I was. Um, I was actually doing heaps of research about the feminine and masculine energy because. I am definitely very masculine, but I'm quite, I'm like just too masculine in my masculine um, energy. And I just find like, you know, I've been doing lots of research about how to kind of go into a bit more feminine, the feminine side of it. Um, And it's a bit of a process. The feminine side for me is, you know, it's all about the slowing and, and um, again, like kind of that releasing and just like being able to move freely and, um, yeah, I just know that I'm very, very masculine. So I would be really interested to see what my, my moon sign is. Yeah. So I can give you insight into how you can tap into that feminine. Yes, let's go. But then also, yeah, because that might help. Your moon is in Gemini. So this is where like, oh my God, such a chatter. Like this is why we're vibing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You'll be like people that have moon and Gemini. Oh, I always know I'm going to be up for a chat. Like it's always going to be good vibes, like good chats. And it's interesting because your moon is in the first house, which is the house of self. So it's really important that you are like emotionally, like even safety and security, right? Like if things were going a little bit AWOL for you in um, COVID, mm-hmm. right? Focusing on you self-worth, self-esteem, like working on me, like who I am, that's going to bolster you emotionally because your moon's in the first house. And so that's why that mental game is really important because Gemini, Mm. cerebral, Mm. mental game, it's all about spreading ideas and information. Um, But like for you, I think if you want to shift into that feminine, I would definitely encourage you to lean on the Libran aspects in your chart because you've got some Libra in there, especially in your Mercury. So your Mercury, which is how you communicate, is in Libra. And Libra is the harmonizer of the Zodiac. And it's all about personal relationships. So I would say if you want to tap into feminine Mm -hmm. is to connect with the people you vibe with and like give them like your presence and just your like, like being there with them in the moment, because that will help you to like tap into that energy, which is that slowing down. That is so interesting. You say that because I was only just talking well, to my Instagram about it, like the, that my family and friends just mean so much to me. But at the moment, I'm really sacrificing a lot of that time that I could be spending with them um, 
And I think that is taking a toll actually. So guess what? Now I'm going to go, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm meant to be hanging out with my friends tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure that I am all eyes on deck staring into their soul, just making sure that I'm present and being there. So I think, thank you, Christy. You've helped me a lot. <laughs> this is a little journey for me. Pleasure. I think, you know what, I think for you and like looking at your chart is that, yeah, sure, you can hustle, you can build wealth, you can like be abundant AF, like whatever you want to create in your life. But it's really important you make space for friends and home and family. And I say that because your son is in the fourth house. Fourth house represents home and family. Home and family is really important to you. And so if you sacrifice too much Mm. where you're not seeing your friends and your family, it's going to be a detriment to who you are and how you show up. And like, your vibe is awesome. Like we need that vibe from you. Mm -hmm. So just make space for everything. Mm -hmm. It's a juggle. It's a juggle. Trying to make space for everything. I know. It's like, we're never going to get, be a hundred percent, right? Just the way it works. Balance doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. Agreed with that. Um, Why do you think it's important for people to understand their star signs? Yeah. Like I think, Well, we're not just our star sign, so our sun sign, um, thanks to pop culture, we know that, but we're actually every single zodiac sign. Um, We are every zodiac, and I think the more you can understand you, right? I don't even care if it's not astrology. Whether you pick pick your poison, baby, is it human design? Is it astrology? Is it numerology? Is it, what is it, the um, 16 personalities, right? I don't care. Whatever it is, you, if you can find out more about you, who you are, what you value, what your beliefs are, what your purpose is, your vision, your mission, all of those things, that's going to impact you, how you show up, how you show up for your friends, your family, your loved ones, what your interactions are like with your barista, Mm. right? It's going to help you to be a better version of yourself. So I love that you can like look beyond your star sign and actually find out, like I learned something new about myself or a client every single day. And I've been an astrologer for three years now. And like, I can study this for my whole life and I still won't know everything. And like that to me is incredible because you're, you're, it's tapping into that growth mindset we've been talking about every single day. You're growing, expanding and learning about you. And like, the most important relationship you have in this life is guess what, baby? It's you. you. Yeah. It's so important. And we just don't, you know, there's so many, again, there's just so many sacrifices we make and um, we're always looking out for everyone else and making sure that everyone else is a priority, our business, our health, uh, sorry, our business or our friends or our family or our kids. Um, and yeah, it is. It's that you are so damn important and, you know, again, you can't pour from an empty cup. So like learning these things about you and, and who you are is so cool. For anyone, oh. like for anyone that's wanting to kind of learn more about their signs, um, how, where's a good place to start? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to like 
ease into it, dip mm. your toe in the water. You can download an app like CoStar or the Pattern. Um, the CoStar is um, artificial intelligence. So I, normally it's a good place to start, but I do get a lot of feedback around. It can be a little repetitive. And that's because when you kind of don't understand astrology, a lot of the transits can be hanging around for a while. So that's why you've got this time to learn, but that's why it is repetitive. Mm. Um, the Pattern's good because it doesn't use astrology lingo. And so that can be sometimes nice if you just don't, if it's all too much for you to digest. Um, or you can come and like work with me and actually understand your natal chart in this really digestible and robust way. And so I think that most people like that connect with me that don't know me, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people will build relationship with me online first before they book in. And like, I feel like we're besties by the time we Already, connect. Yeah. yeah, totally. I'm like, let's be BFFs for life. <laughs> um, but if they haven't, normally what I get is they're like, oh, I saw somebody or I've been following this account and I just like feel so overwhelmed. And it's like astrology is like learning a new language. And I always say a couple of things when I'm working with anyone is I'm not psychic, right? I'm asking you questions to understand. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to predict your future. It's not about that. Um, and the other part to that is as well is like I'll only ever give you what you can handle in that moment. So I'm not going to like dive into your deep, dark secrets. Like yeah. for one, that's not my jam. And two, like I – really love that by working with people in their charts, I have this incredible self-acceptance for us as people and what we go through. And so I'm not here to dig around in your chart and pull it out of these things Mm. that are going to be too much for you to deal with. I just want to help you to feel empowered and like, so that you can trust the process of where you're at. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot to digest, you know, and so for you to, to break it down bit by bit and just like drip feed and, you know, for everyone else to kind of feel comfortable that's that's awesome well like I said I like after our chat last year and then my girlfriend Cara who just had her natal chart reading via you um I've heard honestly nothing but great reviews it's just been so special so Christy you're a weapon I would definitely encourage anyone who wants to know and learn a little bit more about themselves to jump straight on to the website um, okay, so let's jump into this. I've got a couple of sweaty crew cues, which are just some questions that have been answered from my sweat club Instagram. So number one is what do you say to people who think star signs aren't real or astro- astrology isn't real? Yeah, great question. <laughs> I love that. I'm not here to convince anyone. So if somebody is dead set, like not into it, I just don't even go there because I think um, we've got enough people in this world today that try to push their beliefs on others. Yep. And so I'm I'm not here to turn you around. But if you're interested and you're wanting to know, like astrology, yeah, sure, it's a pseudoscience, but it's also been around for thousands of years. And this is a really awesome piece of information is before astrology was even used for personality profiling because like that's how we use it today yes. or to track the energy. Um, it, back in the day, you actually, if you were um, a classified physician, so somebody that actually was working with people in their health, you actually had to know astrology and astrology was used to diagnose ailments in the body. Wow. That is incredible. That's really got me thinking now. That's amazing. Yeah. Like so 
It's been around for thousands of years and so many different cultures have adapted it differently. And I love that. I think we look, the moon, if the moon can affect our tides in the ocean and our harvests and nature, imagine what it does to us beings. Because we are, actually, I was only just talking about this to someone yesterday. We're like 80% water, right? So you would think that if tides, you know, in the ocean are getting affected by the moon, you would think that us being water are, you know, affected. Yeah. And like, I've just worked with two, like I've worked with hundreds of women now and there's just way too many serendipitous moments. I just, even if I wanted to not believe it, I can't because there's just been so much that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, the next question is um, for someone looking for advice on where to start in their own empowerment journey, what tips would you give? Yeah, so I think sometimes it can be really challenging to know even where to begin. And so I think that I always lean on my own journey and what worked for me in the beginning. And I think you can take like a mind, body and spirit approach to it. So doing something to expand your mind, it could be listening to a podcast, it could be reading a book, it could be um, connecting with a friend and just having that conversation that's a little woo or whatever to really like feel encouraged and inspired to learn more body move your body like exercise do something that brings you joy do a dance class do something out of your comfort zone Um, and then spirit is like it could be like buying an oracle card deck or like a tarot card deck or pulling a card or doing something random whether it's like reading your natal chart I think that's always a beautiful place to to start and you don't have to do all of them, Mm. but maybe just being mindful of that. There's different layers of empowerment. Um, And then I always think too, is like, I think you can invest in people, whether they're coaches or strategists or personal trainers, right? To be the catalyst for your transformation. But I also always say that with caution is just be mindful of who you give your power to. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people so easily, um, they People can be really intoxicating today, especially online, and they can mm. market in ways where you feel like they're going to like change Help. your life. Yeah. And sometimes that's not the case. So just do your research, babes, and, and like, like have your make chats. sure who you. What's that? Have your chats, like have those one on one like DMs on Instagram, and go back and forth until you actually commit to doing something, you know, for yourself that probably is an investment like a financial investment. Yeah. Like Mm. when I invest in myself, when I always invest in myself, I always go through the biggest growth and expansion. And so I think you have to invest in yourself. Like Mm. if you don't, you're going to stay stagnant and stuck. It's so much harder to get from A to B. But when you pay somebody or you can pay an expert to help you, you're going to get there quicker. Mm. So you're literally minimizing that time frame, right? Um, but just making sure that that person is your vibe and they can help you get there. Absolutely. That's very good advice, Christy Gray. Um, the last question is, um, I have a business idea, but I'm second guessing myself. What are some steps to help me back myself? Ah, my God, you got great questions. Yes, we got good people in our our community. Oh, your community is so rad. I love these questions. Okay, so you've got a business idea but need to back 
themselves. Mm. Is that right? Like I think just, yeah, doesn't, um, doesn't fully back themselves that they can do it. Yeah. Look, I think anybody that has a business idea will always have doubt and uncertainty. Mm. Like, Hey, you're not an entrepreneur or (laughs) even a human being. If you don't go through like self-doubt or like a mental breakdown every now and then. We've all Um, been there. We'll continue to go through them. Yeah. But when you have a when you have a plan or you start putting the wheels in motion, you will gain and increase your self-esteem and confidence. And so if you've got an idea, get it down on paper, maybe start writing some steps. So like from my perspective, what I would do is if I was working with somebody, I would take that vision. What's that big picture vision? What are their big goals and dreams? And then how can you work back from that, right? Because that could be a five-year goal, a 10-year goal. It could be even like a 12-month But when you've got that vision, if you don't know what the tiny actions are that will lead you to that point, it will feel out of reach and elicit fear. And what we want to do is make it, break it down and make it digestible. So that first micro step, like that baby step is so damn achievable that Mm. that's going to build the momentum, but you're not going to know what that is if you don't work work back from that big goal or dream. Mm. Just beautiful advice. Everything that we've spoken about today is just so relatable. And I really hope that you listeners um, can take, honestly, so much from this. Christy, thank you so much. Where, if, um, if anyone wants to kind of work with you, where should they go to book? Yeah, absolutely. Well, always, I'm always on the gram. So literally slide up in my DMs. Let's go. Yeah, (laughs) let's go, baby. Um, And like, even just like, I love connecting with people. So if you've tuned into this episode, like send me a DM, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Christy Gray underscore underscore, because unfortunately my name was taken. Damn it. So rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not nice. Um, Instagram. On, on my website's christygray.com. Super easy if you do want to book in. But yeah, I would love to hear from anybody that's tuned in and what you, what, what vibed with you in this episode. Yes. I will be very interested to know. We would love to see like a repost of this episode. Um, and tell us, yeah, exactly what you loved from that. I just, I, I've taken so much already. So I know that our listeners are going to absolutely love it. And Christy, you've got your own podcast. Plug that please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, if you vibe with this, actually your episode is on there too. I can't remember what number it is because we're like You're, knee deep in the trenches. I know, exactly. <laughs> you, It's been a year. Yeah, so my podcast is Christy Unedited and um, I just love having conversations like you're having today with me. That's that's the vibe over at Christy Unedited. And, yeah, we cover off everything from like – um, periods to like spirituality to exploration of self to wellness like there's no stone left unturned like mm-hmm. black lives matter everything you can imagine because I think that we all have this opportunity to learn and grow in this lifetime so why not do it on a podcast and that's exactly <laughs> like to be honest I've actually I've been meaning to show you all episode that from since going on to your podcast, that's what really, really inspired me to take the leap of faith. So I've got to say a huge thank you to you for getting me out of my comfort zone and getting me on a microphone or getting me talking because, yeah, you truly did inspire me to start my own thing. So it's a full testament oh. to you. Oh, you're such a babe. <laughs> and like, 
looking at your chart like this is what you're here to do spread ideas mm. have a vibe out chat but also teach others and empower others and I love that like sometimes we just need a little nudge right we get yeah. put in the hot seat little nudge and it's like a domino effect from there absolutely well Christy thank you so much for joining us um, I'll put all of Christy's details in the show notes as well so you can follow along with her journey and hopefully get to work with her soon amazing thank you Bye. Bye.